You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. This is one of those movies that, like, you almost want to tell people don't even, much less not look at the trailer, but don't read the poster. Because one of the most fun parts of Amsterdam is the fact that they keep having more big name actors show up in it. You're just like, there can't be anybody else. And you're like, oh, God, there's somebody else who's a giant A-list actor. Yeah, they got got a lot of people. They don't have everybody, but uh, they got a lot of people. Well, they couldn't. Could they have everyone? Is that not? Would we have to be in it too? I mean, a Mad Mad, like, Mad Mad World does exist. I, say, yeah, I mean, but true. we're not A listers, Chris. Oh, sure. <laughs> every A lister. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, it depends on who you ask and what the topic is. But that, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, yes, we're here to review the new David O. Russell film, Amsterdam. I'm Chris. I'm Ben. I'm Frank. So we originally had a completely different except for Ben crew on this, yeah. and it just swiveled over time because of other weird stuff, including the fact that one person felt uncomfortable because David O. Russell recently has had some stuff come out about being a, a harasser of his trans niece. Is that correct? I didn't read that. I don't have the. I mean, I don't have the bandwidth for anything I, ce- yeah. celebrity related anymore. Like uh, I just, I, I, went, just, I just don't. Yeah. I had to look that up. Like and he like admitting it. Too, not even just like accused like wow you just might be a douchebag thank you david russell like have everything else i've heard about you on set you've just decided to prove that you're a bad person in general i got i i only got room for the film man at right. this point like i really i i could give two fucks what anybody I, else I does want, I, mean, I, mean, I just want to be clear point. i am kind of like okay fuck him but I literally saw this before I even know about it. No, same. I'm just like, you know what? We're going to review this damn movie. And uh, David O. Russell may be a horrible, horrible person, but like many other horrible, horrible people uh, in history, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not creative or talented. Right. Now, I'm probably not going to give him any more money for any of his films going forward from this. Well, I mean, do you you give money to any of his movies anyway, Chris? Well, I have, yeah. I, did, I, I bought I thought, Blu-rays and stuff. Oh, some okay. Of I was okay big, no, no, that, that's fair enough. I was a big uh, fan of his, him all the way up until American Hustle. And I thought that was bland and garbage. Thank you very much. That movie is bland and garbage. Thank and you. I don't know why anybody I was, likes it. It's definitely one of his weaker ones, in I was, my opinion. That got I just, the weakest. I love Joy. Well, the weaker ones say that, that got I did, too. Joy. Yes. Joy was great. Joy, and, and everybody shot all over it. I was like, this was good. I know. But Amsterdam is like going into a kind of weird territory, even for him, that it's this period piece Based on loosely on a true story, which if, if this film does n- any, nothing else, it'll make you aware of the existence of this thing that I had never heard of before called the business plot, a 1933 political conspiracy in the United States that happened that really did involve like people like J.P. Morgan and stuff and rings a little familiar today in terms of <laughs> giant corporations uh, playing a little too nice with politicians who would like to... Uh, 
you know, forcefully overthrow the government. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's uh, that rings a bell. But yeah, in this particular story, you'd be shocked to find out that this is political at all for the first almost two thirds of it. Really, it's it's, <laughs> it's quite madcap. Isn't yeah, it? it's definitely going after sort of like screwball comedy vibes at points. It feels like he watched a bunch of Cohen movies and said, I can do that. It does. And not even the ones that are generally thought of to be the best ones. Like, it feels like like you watched Hudsucker Proxy Hail and Caesar. stuff like that. Hail Caesar. And you're like, oh, which aren't bad movies at no, all. No, people but, stand Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, it's a I good do. New Year's. I, I, I do. Stand it, yeah. I don't know who plays that at New Year's. Well, Christian Bale plays Bert Berenson, who is a uh, doctor, and we find out his family including his wife who see he's half jewish and (laughs) his wife is not jewish at all and their family is very very wealthy and even though the dad helped him get through like medical school he's like ah but you marry my daughters a little much like why don't you go fight in world war (laughs) one i kind of guilted him into it he went there came back like missing an eye really scarred up with a much worse haircut. Yes. <laughs> I never figured out what was like going on there. I was like, dude, can we go back to the haircut before? Uh, they don't have, they didn't have a bird's barber it, shop it in a, the world. Yeah. It was Amsterdam, Chris. It was a different place, a different time. But yeah. while he's there, he met a uh, soldier named Harold Woodsman, uh, played by John David Washington, who is an African American soldier. And he's put in a position where, because he's done, I guess he's a doctor, you know, he's a, he's a up and coming white man, as it were. They basically, he gets put in charge charge of the sort of black unit by a commander uh, uh, pl- uh, who was it that was playing that? Ed, Ed Begley, Begley Jr. Jr. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bill Meekins who's like I'm completely think it's ridiculous that these black people who came here to f- who volunteered to come fight are being treated any different than any other soldier so it's like very this rare white guy who's very anti-racist like I need somebody to be who feels the same way I do who'll work with these guys and not treat them like shit and so you know I mean we're kind of end up coming back to this all flashed back because in modern day they're friends Bert is a doctor but he's not the doctor he once was he's now sort of running a sort of ghetto ghetto-y clinic where he's like helping making making a point to help other soldiers who've been injured but with experimental and by him medicine it's kind of like, like the, the forgotten man sort of clinic in a way mm-hmm. which i kind of like that i thought that was kind of admirable and harold is is oddly doing quite well actually come by comparison he's a r- relatively well thought of lawyer uh but they get uh, approached by this woman who is the daughter of the old general who sort of set up in the first mm-hmm. place, C- Christian Bale's character to who like, plays run her? this I don't thing. Know, I, I, she, oh, wasn't she it? done anything? It was, it was Taylor it, Swift. It was Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, that's I right, was going to say, wasn't that Taylor Yeah, it's Taylor Swift. I said that the whole time, like, I don't really follow Taylor Swift, well, but it's not Taylor Swift. <laughs> my first thought was seeing her, I was like, she hasn't really acted anything before. Oh, she ain't going to be in this long. And sure enough, um, <laughs> now, she, the thing is, her father Chris, has died. You forgot about cats. What? She was in cats. Yes, I, I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. That's not something <laughs> we that totally didn't review it together. You totally can't listen to it now. Folks. I, nope. Doesn't exist. Not a thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, but she's like the daughter of the general in question who she's like, he died, but I'm certain he was murdered. Can y'all look into it? They're starting to look into it. Go, yeah, it does look like there's maybe something was going on here. Uh, like he was poisoned. And then immediately she's like, no, 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 I don't want you to look into it now. No, 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 no. no. But then she gets murdered. And the person in question who did it, we see immediately t- played by Timothy Oilephant, is like, look, 
Those got two people, the black and white man. <laughs> you mean they Gimmith, just killed you mean the elephant mixed with a chud? Yeah. Kind of, chud. right? Jeez. <laughs> so they're kind of on the run, and we see, like, this is when we go into, okay, so what is the deal? Where did all this come from? And they go way back, and they tell the whole story of them being in the war, and of them meeting the their third partner in uh, their trio, uh, Valerie Vose, played by Margot Robbie, who is just sort of like a, a slightly off-kilter artist living in, uh, <laughs> well, at the time, in France as a nurse, but absconds with both soldiers back to, uh, uh, well, to Amsterdam, where yeah. they live a life of delight and joy and drugs and partying yeah, and it's sex. Very, it's, it's very decadent, and it's very sort of like, it's almost hedonistic, but in a very sort of like lighthearted, almost like it's pure roaring, way. It's a Roaring Twenties thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you, but eventually he has to leave and go back. Anyway, the point is like they have like this pact that they're the best friends ever. So the bulk of this movie is really kind of about them going like the pact is still important, right? As they their lives start to intersect again and they're all caught up in the story and all sort of intersecting ways and finding out wait what really happened here. And yes, this is a deeply convoluted plot. I mean, that's that's just the shit I told you was convoluted. Yeah. It's like a hundred times more complicated than that. That being said, I never had any trouble following what no. was going no, on. No, but at the same time, it is very stacked. That is the you just described the first act. Yeah. Barely, you know, and that's, yeah, that's one thing that this, this is sort of like a garden trail sort of plot. And, it, you you know, each care each set of characters that you, that you meet in the next scene are, you know, are just giving you another little, little breadcrumb to follow. And it does get convoluted, but, you know, people say convoluted and I think of that as a plus to be, yeah. to be, to be honest, Diana, but Ben. No, you, no, you I, I enjoyed some of how convoluted it got because it's like, you know, it's, to an extent, while they're both well-educated men, it's also still technically two morons trying to solve a mystery at the same yeah, time. They're in, in over their ways. heads. And it's like, in a lot of ways, that was really entertaining, but there are points it gets further into the movie where it's like, okay, look, you're now throwing too many things at the wall where I'm just like, just focus on part of this plot because, as Chris said, it brings in so many great actors. There's other people that show up when they're in Amsterdam that also come back that mm. I don't want to spoil because I love their cameos. I think they are really good. They're not even cameos. They're other small parts that are important, but it's just like, okay, cool, but I don't even know what – then, like, there's a whole segment with them talking in the middle of the movie where I'm like, this whole section did not need to exist. Yeah, it's There's moments of that, but – the movie is saved by this cast just being this yes. energized in this great chemistry together. I, I didn't find almost anyone in this movie who I didn't go, you're not adding fun to this. Um, there's a one that I don't want to spoil because I think it's one that's later in the movie that me and Chris had discussed. But I still feel like I like their energy being the complete opposite of everything else we've seen up to this point. I mean, I see your argument, but and I, you know, I, they, he's in the trailer, okay. right? So I don't have a problem saying about it's De Niro? Robert De Niro. Oh yeah, he's in the trailer. Everyone is in such a high level of energy, and these extreme crazy characters are playing. He the whole time is not just like pl- just playing low energy. He's playing like. I didn't even want to be here today, energy. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I'm bored watching De Niro. I, I don't know what's happening. Maybe he was just, maybe he was one of those guys who got super pissed at the director and was like, <laughs> fuck this friends, guy. This, this is the third time he's worked with this director. He's yeah. friends with him. But Man. I think that, I think that Ben is right that I think that what really saves this film is the, the saving grace of it. Uh, and this movie does have its pluses, regardless of, you know, how, uh, how it drops the ball at certain points. What it's, its biggest plus really is the three leads are the three leads. Oh, totally. I think that their chemistry and the bond they have 
to, that their characters have um, is, 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 is really sparkling. It's really almost magical in a way. And All three I, performances are terrific. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's sure. nothing better than watching a trio of actors, you know, just be so in sync and play off of each other so well and so naturally. And generally speaking, the people they have who are the, the main supporting cast, like you have your Anya Taylor-Joy and Rami your Malek. Uh, Rami Malek and your Michael Shannon and Mike Myers. Zoe uh, Saldana. Zoe Saldana. Yeah. They all interact really well with those characters as well. Or in, specifically... Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy and Rami Malek together as husband and wife, they're both so weirdly similar looking in a way. They yeah. both have the weird big <laughs> alien eyes and both are like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? They're both so strange looking but also kind of beautiful that the, and they have this weird dynamic with each other that's genuinely really funny until it isn't towards the end. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, I, I think that that's the really good thing about this is the performances. The biggest problem is really the script, which is at points it's just overstuffed as fuck. There's lots of shit that could have been cut out of here that's maybe charming, but it's all, but it's like, there's so much and points where it just becomes, it's not just like, oh, this is fun. We're going to do it. It just becomes self-indulgent, but also too weird for the I, rest of the movie. I agree. And I think it's really the, uh, cause the dialogue is great, but it's, it's, it's a case of this, of the dialogue and, and the, and the, the, the story not meeting. Mm-hmm. in the middle because the story is it's really stuffed it's overstuffed and it, it is indulgent and you know it goes in different directions um it's not that it's hard to follow but there is some so many like so many paths it goes there's, there's down a it's lot like, of why plates are, spinning well, and, yeah exactly why are we here and there's points where it feels like it even loses where it's going i mean periodically throughout the movie we're getting some narration from bert um we're getting some narration from a few people bert's the main one and there's a point towards the end where he's kind of doing a, uh, uh, you know, a synopsis, wrapping it up one, but that just felt like it, they didn't know what they were doing and they were just like writing stream of consciousness, which plays to a point of what his character's state was in, but it just like loses me at the end of the movie where I'm like, okay, look, we just went from some high action and I just, just wrap this up for the love of God. <laughs> shit, like as good of a character actor as he's being here, just shut him up and just wrap this movie up. And that, that's kind of a bit of this movie just going too long, too much of its own zaniness. Some, yeah. yeah. It felt like, too, as well, with the huge cast, and it is huge. We haven't mentioned, like, Alessandro Nivola is in this, and Chris Rock is in this, and Andrea Riseborough is in this, and Matthias <laughs> Mat- Mat- Schoenartz is in this. Colleen Camp is in it. It's just, it's, it's stupid how big this cast is. And I mean, literally, because it's kind of distracting at points when you've got yeah. these big actors playing these tiny little roles that you're, that it's clear that they had to, like, and like side to give them something to do for a minute and Absolutely. you're like but this should have just been a person that wasn't important right you're just like right. you're just you're unnecessarily dragging this out <laughs> i really did have like i think echoing on what ben said i do have like similar feelings about the end i, I like i really was invested in this resolution of how all these different pieces, these fragments came together at the same time. I, I, I really was wanting it to end because it had mm-hmm. just been too much. Yeah. And, uh, I hadn't had that feeling. I don't think I've ever had that feeling maybe. Yeah. Uh, about, um, what should have been my cup of tea, um, a comedy, a period comedy mystery. Yeah. 
um, with like the. Um, it's like know. they're doing everything well. It's just they're doing like five or six things at the same time, and you're having trouble f- figuring out which you should be paying attention to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like as I, I'm with Frank, like everything about this is my cup of tea. Like I even walked out of it saying I had a terrific time with that. I just don't know if I can recommend it to too many people. Like getting towards the ending that I talked about was too much. Like, and then it goes to the finally, the ending that like you want, like, Oh, okay, good. You're wrapping up what happens to our, the characters we actually care about. Thank you. Thank God. But it takes them, I feel like another 10 minutes of just bullshitting to just bullshit and be weird. And that's a lot of this movie. And it's like, if you cut out probably even 20 minutes of that bullshitting in this movie, you could have a much better film a lot of the time. No, absolutely. I, I mean, you can cut out so much of the, I don't want to say fat, but you know, you, you, there are definitely parts you could cut out, and it would be it would have been a much more satisfying experience. Yeah, hands down. Well, let's go to final thoughts, Frank. Yeah, um, we've already laid out what worked and what didn't work for us, and I stick by that. But I do have to appreciate, uh, as much as we said, you know, what the you know what the low points were for this film. I really got to admire that tone that that David O. Russell tone where. It, it, it is sort of like free flowing. It is sort of like loosey goosey in a way. You don't really know where it's going and other times you do, but, um, it, it, he is very much on his own like planet in terms of, uh, the story he's trying to tell. It's not the best story, but I don't think any of his stories are, are the best story except for Silver Linings Playbook and that was not even his story. <laughs> but, um, I think that it does have that sort there, there, there's some whimsy in here. And the kind of whimsy that you just don't get enough of anymore. And I love the interweaving with um, something that's very, very real. <laughs> you know, I I think that, that that's a pretty great hat trick. And, he, and I, I don't think he pulled it off, but he pulled it off just enough for this to be an admirable exercise. I can't say that um, this was a waste of time. I can't say that this is a bad film. Um but it it much much it, it, it's it very 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 much could have been a a a better film a way better film. Uh, the three leads are amazing. The supporting cast is amazing. Uh, this is a bevy of great performances. Um, it's not going to be in anyone's top ten. It might be in someone's top ten. It's not going to be in my top ten. But uh, I, I'm glad I got this in. I, I am glad I got this in. So I'm going to go ahead and give this. Uh, uh, six and a half out of ten. Uh, because I gotta do it. And Chris hates it when I do this when someone dies and I gotta pay homage oh, to them no, on mic. No, but no, yeah, Angela Lansbury. But, but, no. you know, ten ten oh, Angela God, Lansbury performances from you know Mame. She's not in to this Mary movie. Pa- to Mary Poppins Returns, to Ben and Broomsticks, to Maturing Candidate. Go watch an Angela Lansbury Could performance. Give Frank a different podcast just so he can get all the <laughs> shit out of his system and do a real rating at the we end. We love you, Angela Lansbury. Oh, oh Beauty and the Beast. Don't forget Beauty and the Beast. Oh, oh God. Ben? <laughs> yep. Um, I'm going to say I probably came out liking this the most out of all of us, just because I was in the spirit for something this kind of madcap and this energy. There, There's so many flaws to how this is structured and drawn out. Honestly, it feels like one of those movies where like, I would have loved to see so many of these scenes as special features on a DVD of deleted scenes mm. and been like, oh, yeah, that was really fun or that could be really entertaining if that was in the movie and not have to worry about those things. The problem is, yeah, you get all of those. It feels like David Russell just said every scene I wrote was so funny. I need to put those in there. And yes, the cast generally does great with that. I mean, look. It's not unusual for Christian Bale to fall into any character he does with full commitment. Mm-hmm. Like, the physicality he gives to Bert is so great. And it's like, that's not unusual for him. But we don't get to see Christian Bale play 
zany comedy this often. That's great. This is maybe the most I like John David Washington in a movie. And I'm not saying I disliked him in anything, but I feel like this is him getting to like give a, spe- a special form of energy I've not seen from him in like, you know, maybe a little bit in Black Klansman, but uh, I really did not enjoy the movie overall. So <laughs> this is him getting to do in a movie I liked a little bit better than that. And Margot Robbie, I almost lost her in that character at times because I, yes, the wig does help tell make you think not Margot Robbie, but you're also just like, God damn, you're so good at this. It's so much fun. If you go into this looking for like a a C grade Cohen's brothers level of zaniness, you'll go in and enjoy yourself, especially if you like the history element. I knew some of this history going in, so it's nice to see them parallel it. And they also make the joke at the beginning of some of these things happened. Mm. And like mm-hmm. they're fully making fun of themselves throughout we the love movie. Self-awareness. Yes. We love self-awareness. Love self-awareness. So <laughs> I had a I had a surprisingly good time with this. It's one of those ones where like my dad was excited for this movie and I'm like you like the Mad Cab Zaniness, you like the history, you'll love this. So if you like those things, it's for you. I'm going to give it 7.5 out of 10 uh, perfectly periwinkle glass eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I think we're largely all on the same uh, a page, although I'm more with Frank in terms of the liking it uh, a little bit less than you, Ben. I still, I think this is a movie I will definitely go back and watch again at some point. Mm-hmm. Not soon, but it's still <laughs> a movie I'll be like, yeah, 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 I'd watch this again. Um, it is, you're right, it's a like, C-grade Coen Brothers movie is what it feels like, but with these unfortunate moments in the script that felt like, I don't know what. Like, were you tripping? Where, like, a character, the scene will just stop and someone will say something that just doesn't make any sense at all. Where I'm like, was this trying to be poetic? Because I have no fucking idea what just happened in that. Okay, or, like, right. why that character stopped and gave this little mini soliloquy for a second about something that had nothing to do with anything. Okay, let's move on. So there are these weird tonal shifts like that, for ju- but that just for a moment, where it would be like, <laughs> <laughs> what? And it's the whole, and the, the direct style as well is very jarring at points where he's like i just want to try a bunch of different shit is what it felt like so it's like yeah yeah now we're gonna do this now we're gonna do this i i found it at points like i said very jarring very like like even russell felt like he wasn't completely confident in his own film is what it felt like Mm. quite frankly um but you can't shit on the acting at all here it is terrific the chemistry is more than enough to keep you going it's very very funny at points um it's very interesting at points and anybody can construct a a conspiracy mystery murder plot this tight i'm like okay i've got kind of like i dig that i mean it's the lineup of things together that you know weren't things that actually happened is deeply implausible <laughs> but, but nonetheless is is fun to watch play out um i'm still going to give it six and a half out of ten times you realize that a fascist government in america would actually serve the interests of big corporations much more than a democratic government does shut yeah. up you're kidding <laughs> just me. saying uh, just there's the history to back it up sir the devil you say <laughs> that's fiction <laughs> 